Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 305 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a head of UK admissions and placement at Boolean, a tech education company that teaches their students to be software engineers and then helps them to land their first job in tech. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Patrick Leinert. Thanks, Phil. Great to be here. Patrick, um, it might actually be a good starting point for you to give us a bit of an overview of what Boolean actually is as a company and what you do. Absolutely. Yeah, you uh, you hit the nail on the head in your introduction there. So we are an online uh, tech academy and we're actually international. So uh, quick history, we started in Italy three years ago um, and uh, are kind of the market leader out there uh, with some really impressive numbers. Um, we've trained over a thousand students, a thousand three hundred, I think it is now. Um, we've partnered with uh, 800 plus companies on our on our hiring platform. Uh, and, and last year we had 95% placement rate of our students. So we're, we're really, really pleased with those numbers. And uh, it's, it's been some amazing uh, growth over the last three years, um, which led us to starting up in the UK at the end of 2020. Um, and so exactly like you said, the, the, the aim is uh, to get coding newbies uh, to turn into software developers with uh, a six month course plus six months of career coaching. Great. Okay, well, we'll come back to that, and I'll ask you a little bit more about what the company does a bit, little bit later. But what I wanted to start with, obviously, there's a lot of people listening into the podcast who may be in a position where they're interested in coming into the industry. So what, why should anybody choose to be a software engineer, particularly now? Yeah, it's a, such a great question. I think um, there's the role itself, which is, I think, the most appealing thing about it. A lot of the people that we speak to, uh, they don't feel challenged in their day to day. Um, they don't feel like they're getting any sort of like mental stimulation in their jobs. Um, and this is something where I think coding really comes into its own. Uh, coding is just problem solving, really, and, and solving increasingly complex problems. And uh, uh, the, the onus is on you really to work out the answers for yourself. And so you're, you're constantly challenging yourself. You're constantly learning new things. And I think this is definitely the most attractive part of it for, for anyone that wants to break into the industry. Um, and aside from that, I'd just to add, uh, the role itself is uh, there's a lot of flexibility. Um, there's obviously great salaries. There's great career prospects. And there's some really exciting companies working on some really interesting projects that, um, that is, is really attractive for people breaking into software engineering. Okay. I mean, are you able to give us any examples of some of the things that your students have done? Um, in terms of what they learn maybe and and also what it leads to yeah absolutely so um and, and maybe interesting to talk about backgrounds as well so i think um a couple of a couple of examples of students on our on our cohort at the moment we actually have someone who's uh recently just turned 18 um and actually uh, only came to the uk uh, with sort of within the last 18 months so they're come they're their idea was uh, they want to get into software engineering they saw they saw university as kind of not the most uh, um, obvious route to get there. Uh, and they came across Boolean and they saw us as a much more kind of fast-tracked version to, to getting a job as a software developer, which is exactly kind of uh, 
exactly what we say that we do. Um, and on the flip side, that person is in the same class as uh, someone who's in their 50s, who worked as a uh, kind of network engineer for the last 20 plus years at some of the biggest tech companies that you can think of. Um, and and because of COVID, it was made redundant and, and started looking at opportunities to rescale. So you get all different backgrounds, all different people coming along um, that, that want to break into, into tech. Um, in terms of what they can do during the course, um, we, we teach them some really modern technologies. So, you know, your JavaScript, uh, we, we teach them React, TypeScript and Node. Um, and uh, they go on after the course, uh, typically into software developer roles. Uh, but there is actually no limit on what they can do. They can break into most roles within tech. So uh, we have had people go into testing roles, for example. We've had people go into more of like a sales engineer kind of role. And we've had people go into uh, even project managers as well. Um, if they if they kind of want to uh, leave behind the the coding day to day, yeah. And obviously, you touched there on people coming from different backgrounds and and different walks of life and transitioning into the tech industry. So you and you also mentioned a number of different sort of technologies and and development stacks and so forth. So it can be a little bit intimidating, perhaps, when somebody thinks about coming in to the industry and, and how much there is to learn. So how do you go about sort of breaking down that that sort of approach to enable it to be teachable? Yeah, it's a minefield. There is There are so many things that you can start with. I think that's kind of the hardest point, I think, for, for both the kind of boot camps or the universities or, you know, the teaching institution is kind of what's the best language to teach a newbie. And then also for the for the student themselves, you know, where do I start? There's so much material out here. Um, I think there's a number of things that you can do. I think I'm I'm a big fan of of networking, connecting with people in the in the industry. Um, get on LinkedIn, get on Eventbrite or Meetup.com. Uh, go along to some events, uh, meet with some people who work as you know software developers, but not just software developers. Anyone that works in tech really, um, and just start to find out a bit about what do they do, what's their day to day. Uh, what kind of problems do they work on? Uh, you know, what kind of skills do they think that you need f- to do that role? Um, uh, there's some great uh, YouTube videos that are like, you know, a day in the life of a developer. Uh, there's some great blogs on Medium as well. Uh, so there's a lot of great places to go to kind of build up a picture of uh, what you could actually be doing if if you made it a reality. And then from there, if if that is the decision is that you then want to become a software developer, uh, the kind of the second question to ask yourself is, well, how do I want to do it? And this is where you get into, do I want to go to university? Do I want to try a boot camp? Do I want to do a self-paced, you know, online course with Udemy or something like that? Um, and that's kind of where you've got to answer the question of how do I learn best and, and what's my learning style? Right. Okay. Um, so it sort of leads on to my, my next question really about the types of roles that people can do subsequently. So if somebody who's new and, and looking at existing job adverts for example to get an understanding of what what people are asking for or looking for you see adverts for .NET developers for example and you may see one that says front-end developer required or back-end developer required or full-stack developer required there are so many different um, descriptions and terms and and so forth do, do you cover that in your in your course and do you focus on one particular area yeah, uh, there, it's um, it's a difficult one because uh, front-end developer at one company will largely do the same as a front-end developer at another company, but everything will have its own nuances and, you know, 
the distinction between front end and back end, you know, sometimes depending on the company size, a front end developer at one company might do stuff that a back end developer does at another company just because they don't have enough resources, you know, or, or they like to have their front end developer more involved in, in more of the stack. So uh, it's a tricky one for sure. Um, at Boolean specifically, we, we are a full stack development course. So you will learn the front end with HTML and CSS and JavaScript, and you'll also learn the back end. So we use JavaScript for the back end as well. So we use Node, and you'll also do some databases with Postgres, um, which is a, a SQL database, uh, and uh, uh, you'll also touch on APIs and that kind of stuff. Um, but really, uh, the the point where we try and support our students the most with uh, careers it comes towards the end of the course and when they're actually job hunting, um, and that's where we try and have some sessions with them to work out, okay, so what do these terms mean? Uh, what does it actually mean day to day? What would you actually be doing day to day? And I think this is a really important question that we get our students to ask themselves is, uh, look at this job description, look at this company, uh, maybe look at some of the developers and the staff that work there and ask yourself the question, uh, what, how does tech help this company to achieve their goals? And once you've answered that question, then the second question to ask yourself is, uh, as a developer at this company, what would my role be in, in, in helping helping the company to achieve its goals? And I think that's a nice way to position it, um, to, to kind of get an understanding of what's what's the overall mission here and how, how do you play a part? Yeah, that's a very good, good way of describing it. So if somebody was considering, you know, maybe coming into the industry as a, as a software engineer or software developer, what would your, your sort of immediate advice be? Where, where should somebody get or how should they get started? Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a really good question. I would say, um, kind of uh, as I said before, best thing to do is just to start to build a mental map of of the industry. And the quickest way to do that is to hear from people who are in the industry. So if if YouTube's your thing, get on some of the the vlogs, the the video blogs, um, and and follow some influencers, follow some people in the tech industry. There's also a ton on Instagram as well. If you search for some of the hashtags like coding, coding life, developer life, that kind of thing, um, or, or indeed attend attend some events. And uh, there's a really fantastic um, organization called Codebar, um, which is aimed at people who are kind of at the start of their journey. Um, and it pairs you up with people who are working in the industry to kind of work on problems together. Um, and you can you can take a project along and they'll help you along with it. And you can also kind of meet with other people that are learning to code for the first time. Um, so there's tons of great, great places to go to kind of uh, see if see if you get the bug, because that's the first thing. Do you have the bug? And once you've got the bug, uh, then it's how do I make this a reality? And, and really, your options are sort of you've got three main options. Head to uni. Um, uni is great. I think especially if you've never been before and you know you want to go through all the kind of uh, all those those lifestyle changes that happen when you go to uni, make loads of friends, and you know live on your own for the first time, financial independence, that kind of thing. But it's long and it's expensive. Um, you can learn by yourself. Uh, there's a ton of great websites: Udemy, Coursera, uh, Treehouse. Um, they all do sort of like self-paced online courses, um, which which are really good, especially if you want to fit it around family or work commitments or that kind of thing um uh, the only challenge with them is you kind of you lose that accountability and that kind of mentorship that comes with a a full-time course um or your third option is those full-time courses so boolean we're one option there's there's a ton of other boot camps uh, general assembly flat iron are some of the bigger ones that people have heard of um uh, and and those are typically three three months we're six months but they're often three or four months um, and you'll go in every day, you'll code every day, 
uh, you'll have uh, teachers there to mentor you and support you and um, uh, that kind of suits people I think that want to fast track let's say into into the industry. Okay now you touched on one one point at the beginning there where you said um, you don't know whether necessarily you're going to have to get the bug if you like for it and, and really engage so if somebody is sort of uncertain and maybe wants to try it out do you have any recommendations for how they should do that? Yeah, definitely. There's um, there's a load of free websites as well. So there's um, Code Academy and Free Code Camp are, are two of the really well known ones. Um, and there's also a website called Code Wars where you can do like um, they call them katas, as in uh, like short exercises, um, uh, which you can choose any language that you're that you're familiar with to learn them in. So maybe it's Python, maybe it's JavaScript, um, maybe it's Ruby. Um, and uh, yeah, you can have a go and, and see if see if it interests you. And um, if you want to work on something, if you if you maybe done a little bit, maybe you did a maths degree or an engineering degree, you did a little bit at university, and maybe you want to actually build like a, a little project, maybe a little calculator or something. Uh, then some something like Codebar, take your projects along, uh, pair up with somebody, um, get some feedback. Uh, you know, work, work together on that project. That's a really good way to start to see. Can I imagine doing this every day, all day, every day? And does that does that excite me? Exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And and in terms of the industry and you know the opportunities that are out there, which we started to talk about at the beginning. So, in terms of the opportunity within the UK, what what are you seeing from your sort of engagement with your sort of end clients, if you like? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, from from our engagement with uh, with hiring partners, but even at a more macro level, um, the tech industry is really booming at the moment. Um, I think it, it's been very resilient through kind of the COVID pandemic. Um, there's a really interesting report that Tech Nation ran um, at the start of this year, which talked about uh, the UK is the third country in the world for tech VC investment behind the US and China. Um, and interestingly, we actually just passed, I think this week or last week, um, the 100, uh, 100 tech unicorns milestone. So that's 100 companies in the UK valued at over a billion dollars, um, which is crazy, you know. Um, and all this kind of points to um, an industry that is thriving, an industry that's getting a lot of investment, an industry that I think post-Brexit, the government is really trying to put a lot of emphasis on. Um, the one sort of challenge with it, and interestingly in this Tech Nation report, um, is that London is the fourth fourth city after San Francisco, Beijing, and New York for tech investment, tech VC investment. And this is this is the kind of catch twenty two of the UK. We're getting a ton of investment, but it's really staying in the south. It's staying in London. Um, and you know the the prime minister keeps talking about leveling up, and I think tech is definitely a way that that we could genuinely level up and. I think that's the bonus of a of a place like Boolean, where you have uh, online learning, and this is this is a one really positive thing about online learning out of the pandemic and the move online, is that you you suddenly um, kind of democratize a little bit between the sort of rural and urban locations, and you know the cities outside of London uh, can start to thrive a little bit more because they have access to education, they have access to work, um, which they didn't in in before the pandemic in the same way. Um, so, so yeah, some some really positive signs uh, from the industry as a whole. Um, and yeah, if you look at some of the kind of well-known tech companies in in the UK at the moment, uh, they're just they're hiring like crazy. There's there's a ton of roles open. Um, so it's it's really exciting. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's really interesting to hear. I don't want to get into a political discussion no, too much no. about <laughs> North and South because that could blow into something <laughs> that, <laughs> too much. But um, you're right in terms of the fact, obviously, our working culture has very much changed over the last 18 months or so as a result of the pandemic. Um, and but I, But I do wonder if it's, yeah, if we're going to see that sort of encouragement for investment in in different cities and sort of a, to attract technology companies because I don't necessarily see that yet. Yeah, I think I'm being I'm being I'm doing this report a disservice because there there is um, sections of it that focus on uh, the the other cities in the UK that are really coming up and and there are some real tech hubs so Oxford and Cambridge you would expect but also Bristol, Manchester, Edinburgh, uh, even Brighton's got a pretty thriving tech scene. Leeds as well, uh, Birmingham. Uh, so th- and and Liverpool to a small extent as well. So there are definitely um, hubs uh, in the UK, and interestingly, they do seem to be quite tailored. So there might be I, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but I think there's one that's really good for cyber, for example. There's one that's really good for AI, um, and so you are kind of seeing these little pockets pop up um, around the UK, which uh, which is really promising. Yes, it is definitely okay. So we talked very much about starting and getting trained to get in the knowledge but obviously the the big step really comes at the end of your course for example where somebody actually has to find a job as as a result of of the training that they've done so what are the challenges and, and how do you help people achieve that yeah i think the biggest challenge is is probably confidence in a way um, because uh, there's this thing called imposter syndrome that I think exists in all industries, but it, it seems very prominent in the tech industry, especially for junior developers. Yeah, so I think um, so. I think definitely uh, finding that that confidence um, is is a really important thing, and that comes with um, uh, practicing. I think that comes with getting good feedback as well from from instructors. And so this is something we've built throughout the courses. Every day you'll do an exercise and get feedback on it the next day. And, and this is a really important part, the feedback loop, um, where you know uh, this is where you can, this is where you're doing really well and this is where you can, you know, do a little bit better. Um, and then when it terms in terms of actually finding a job, um, I think there's two big challenges. I think one is the fact that a lot of people come into this industry with kind of no knowledge of, as we were talking about before, you know, what these terms mean, what roles are out there, what companies are out there even. Um, uh, apart from you know Facebook, Apple, and Google are the ones that everyone knows about. Um, and I think uh, the second challenge is sort of like how to navigate that that kind of network. Which in tech is it's such a big part of tech. The tech community is so powerful, so strong, not just for finding a job, but also for your personal growth, your personal development, and um, ongoing as you, as you kind of develop your career. So that's a, a lot of work that we do is around kind of uh, helping people understand how to navigate the tech landscape, uh, both in terms of uh, what these terms mean and kind of where to go to kind of meet people that, um, that, are, that are in positions of hiring. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask you a little bit about Billion as well. And, and, and how are you different to other companies out there that provide online training? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think there's a lot of great companies doing a lot of great stuff. I think um, at Boolean specifically, we, we kind of pride ourselves on on a couple of, of points that we think are uh, that that help us kind of uh, stand above the rest. Um, I think the first one is uh, our one to one support is definitely a huge thing that we offer. Uh, so the fact that during those afternoons when you're working on exercises, there are instructors available online uh, kind of on call if you like and, and you just kind of drop them a message and, and they'll jump on a video call with you and, and, and help you out when you get stuck 
I think that's that's a really huge thing. Um, it's really important not to just solve everyone's problems for them. The whole point is you need to struggle a little bit. But once you've struggled a little bit, it's very easy to kind of quickly fall into kind of despair and uh, detachment and kind of, you know, disappointment and, and annoyance with, with coding. So we need to catch people before they get there and kind of push them back on their way so that they can keep struggling, you know, and learning, uh, but, but not kind of giving up. Um, so that's a really big thing. Absolutely. I think, yes, you're right. Very much. It can be very challenging if you feel like you're on your own. <laughs> you're not part of that sort of class, you know, physic- physically actually in a room together where you can actually talk to people directly. It's, it can be a little bit challenging when you're doing it remotely. So that must be a, a significant part of what you have to to do to enable people to successfully get through the course. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's this sort of idea that online learning is just, you know, doing your classes on Zoom. And it's it's absolutely not just that. You need infrastructure and processes in place that allow you to, one, kind of track learner progress and, and make sure that you're catching people that are struggling. Uh, and two is like build a sense of community. And uh, this is a really important part of what we do. And uh, we have we have custom built software that we use to track students um, that lets us know, uh, you know, how everyone's doing at an individual and a cohort level. And we use um, Discord actually as our kind of communication tool, along with Zoom as um, our kind of lecture tool. But Discord, the really powerful feature is kind of the voice channels. So uh, we we encourage pair programming. Uh, we see students pairing every day, all day, um, and they're jumping in voice channels with each other. They're, 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 meet, they're mixing and meeting up with different people in their cohort. Um, and, you know, the feedback that we've had is uh, it feels like you're in the same room as them. And, uh, and that's really nice to hear. That's exactly that's exactly what we're aiming for. Okay. And and in terms of where your students are located as well, obviously, we've touched on the fact that you sort of started out in Italy, you've now moved to the UK. What is next? What what Where are you targeting as your next sort of market, if you like? Yeah, yeah. So as things stand, we're, we're looking to push the UK and Ireland and kind of really grow here. Uh, we've run our first two cohorts and we're looking to kind of uh, build and expand on that. Uh, I think in the future, um, we have different options. One option is to kind of make UK the international hub, you know, and sort of do an English language course that's open internationally. Um, but I think one strength of Boolean has definitely been uh, the kind of localization feature. So all of our teachers in Italy are Italian, they speak in Italian. So that's, I think that's really attractive for people. And um, I think there's definitely some hubs around Europe that would be interesting to explore, Germany, the Nordic countries, uh, the Netherlands and Spain are, are definitely interesting options. And further overseas, I think Australia is a really growing market that could be really exciting, um, as well as sort of some of the kind of like Southeast Asian uh, islands, uh, Singapore, for example, could be a, a really interesting option as well. The US, tough one to crack, I think, <laughs> maybe when we're a lot bigger. Yes, that's possibly true. Um, and in, in terms of what you offer as well, so very much at the moment is focusing on software engineering. Are, are you looking at doing other things as well, or is it is that going to be your core offering? As things stand, definitely uh, software engineering is, is our core offering, and uh, the most likely expansion is kind of uh, up and down the experience. So, you know, uh, for people who want to go a little bit further from beginner, you know, maybe like an advanced software engineering course, uh, and, and maybe even kind of a little bit backwards as well, those sort of like entry level digital skills, which which the government here is really pushing. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, of, of us becoming sort of like, you know, the one stop shop for, for tech. So uh, the idea that we could do cyber, data engineering, uh, AI, that kind of stuff as well. 
um, I think could be really attractive for people um, who, who don't just want to get into coding. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, so where, if someone's interested, where can they find out more about Boolean and, and make contact with you? Yeah, they can, they can head to our website, which is boolean.co.uk. Um, and the really nice thing is we made our first week completely free. So if you want to try it out before, uh, before getting in touch with us, just hit on the, the button that says free week um, and you can work through the lectures by yourself uh, and the exercises by yourself. Um, and if you like what you see, uh, you can apply to our course by hitting the apply now button and uh, that'll take you through to a call with our admissions team who can, who can walk you through uh, what it means to join Boolean and, and whether it's the right place for you. Patrick, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks for having me, Phil. I had a great time. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.